This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today we're going to save and explain Pride Month. It's something many of us look forward to the entire year. And so do giant corporations because Pride uh, was once something that lived in the shadows and was celebrated in uh, parts of the city where there was more uh, frolicking. And there was more of a ruckus than in other parts of the city. You would see uh, pride parades. But now it has become so mainstream that rainbows are very marketable and very ubiquitous. There is no one that I am more excited to talk about the evolution of Pride Month and his personal evolution than my friend, the host of The Guy Benson Show on Fox News Radio, which, which can also be heard in podcast form in many places, including where you are listening to this podcast right now. Guy Benson, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Hello, Kennedy. Hello, Guy. I just would like to stipulate for the record that I'm doing this interview under protest. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because you're wearing a New York Rangers jersey, and I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I despise your sartorial choices here for this interview. You're just trolling me. Is that an Adam Graves jersey? It absolutely is an Adam Graves jersey, my yeah. favorite Ranger. Okay. See, are you proud of me for at least knowing that? Yes, very that proud. that is a throwback. That's a starter jersey. Yeah. No, I, I know that you are a hockey fan. This is an authentic Adam Graves jersey from the 90s. Game worn? No, I don't think so. Uh, I was going to say, because you had Rangers connections, which is why I kind of forgive you for being a Rangers fan. It's like legit. You come to it legitimately through a friend, formative year, exciting Stanley Cup. Haven't won one since, obviously. When, so it's been a long time. <laughs> when you drink Stan- champagne out of the Stanley Cup yeah, that's, in the winning locker room, it changes you forever. I think that that is a fair point, and I will grant it, and I will say let's go Devils, and we have a lot of work to do in our franchise. Anyway, happy Pride. <laughs> happy Pride to you as well. I was walking through Michael Kors today, and I almost bought this incredible, it was it was like a hoodie sweatshirt dress with a giant rainbow MK logo and cut out shoulders. And if I weren't pressed for time, I would have tried it on and bought it uh, because I'm a sucker for rainbows. I'm such a bad gay that I thought Michael Kors was jewelry. Am I wrong about that? He does make jewelry, but he was one of the judges on um, Yaout. Project Runway. He was one of the, oh, the judges on Project Runway. I don't Runway. watch Drag Race. I'm the worst. Project Runway, like the early days of Project Runway when it was on Bravo, it was great. With Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum, Nina, Michael, angry Michael. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I might go back into the archives. So, I'm a but Top Chef fan, so I feel like they're kind of cut from the same cloth, and if you will. And they are, absolutely. Started with Project Greenlight with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and then they just contorted it to different oofs. <laughs> <laughs> but now everywhere you go, I was walking past them all, and there are rainbows, rainbows everywhere. And I think rainbows are happy. I think it's it's a wonderful symbol, but has 
the marketing of pride lost the meaning of pride. Well, I'll say the constantly changing flag itself gets confusing. And it gets uglier with the tri- so many flags, the triangle coming into the rainbow and then the circle and all the different colors. I have no idea what it stands for. I always assumed, I think wrongly, because I looked it up, that each color of the original rainbow flag stood for something to do with the community. Roy G. Biv. But apparently that's the great not founder the case. of the gay community. Exactly. Well known. Mm-hmm. Roy. Good guy. Great guy. Long time guy. You named your dog after him. Big gay. Mm-hmm. And so. But apparently, no, it's just it was just sort of like all the colors and everyone together and happiness. Then the triangle coming in with the pink and the black and the gray or whatever. These do symbolize certain things. And it's hard for me to keep track of all of that. Setting that aside, I'm sort of caught in the middle between some of the people in the community who are angry about the corporate element now of pride where everything is rainbowed and everyone is gay and it's i just bought two rangers pride logo t-shirts one for me and one for my friend darren who happens to be a gay and you are an ally I'm an ally, right. yes, so, but, you know, it's like everyone is gay during Pride Month. Everyone's Pride Month. Is, but doesn't that sort of cheapen the experience? Like, there used to be something really special about being gay, but now everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gay enough. I'm, so, I'm wearing rainbows. Yeah, and that's the thing. So you have to kind of decide, are you annoyed that it's all being sort of taken over and co-opted and very corporate? Does that really mean anything? Does little Uber car having, you know, a, a rainbow on it, does that make you feel good or is it sort of too much. Then the flip side is it wasn't that long ago that people were absolutely terrified to come out, could not live their lives, could not maintain their jobs, had no dream in their mind of ever getting married or being accepted. That wasn't long ago with our community. And so I think there's also a level of appreciation that it's mainstream and chill to the point that it's almost boring. Because to me, that is progress. And it being boring to some extent is the ultimate sign of progress where people don't really necessarily care. And I get some people feel like they're being forced. It's in their faces everywhere. The controversy about the baseball players being told that they didn't have to wear the patch. But then there was a big controversy of those who didn't. That stuff does kind of annoy me. Let people do their own thing. But more than any other response to me being gay, my favorite one is ambivalence. Like, oh, okay, and then we move on. Yes, and because if if a celebrity came out as gay now, it's like, uh-huh, and what else? Right. I think there's a lot of much more interesting things about people than that one thing. And I think that that's, you know, visibility is important. I think being able to talk to people and signal to younger people like, hey, if this is who you are, you know, come on in, the water's fine, you're going to be okay, society's much more accepting now. I think that's all good stuff and preferable to the old way of doing things where it was, you know, verboten and scandalous and in many cases life-ruining. Those are the bad old days. I'm not eager to go back to anything close to that. I also think we can maybe cool it a little bit with the priding of everything, the co-opting of the movement where it's like, Everyone wants to almost be on the LGBTQ plus whatever. Everyone wants to be spectrum. special. Yeah, and that that is a celebration a of specialness. But the thing about being special is not everyone can be special. And not everyone is that. And so it's, you know, 
I'm more just kind of chill about it. I don't do nearly as much Pride Month stuff as you do, yeah, for example. Right. I had but a big I'm also Pride party last like, year with rainbow unicorns. I'm not mad about it either, and I think that there's a benefit to it. There's a benefit for a younger generation, and I think we should just stop at love and acceptance and tolerance and not cross a line into enforced celebration where you start to tick people off and that's the balance that I like to strike. And if you are not wearing this thing that I'm forcing you to wear, you're a bigot. Right. Like, come on. Get like, let's not do that. Let's not say that these baseball players, because one of them on the Tampa Bay Rays put out a lovely statement about loving everyone, but not wanting to wear a specific patch on his uniform based on his Christian beliefs. And he got piled on and ESPN was attacking him and all this stuff. And a point that I made on Gutfeld's show the other night was... If you're being basically forced, coerced to wear something to make me feel better and accepted and it's compulsory for you, that's not a meaningful gesture at all. It means, in fact, it's worse. It, it's empty. Yes. Because you're forced to do it and it doesn't mean anything. So let's everyone like live and let live in all directions. And you can have like you could be the person on the pride circuit going from city to city, hopping weekend to weekend to every pride parade and rave and dance party that you can find. Ooh. Great. Yeah. Or you could be the person being like, don't really care about that stuff. I'm chill with all of that. Just don't hate. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know... You're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. What would your life have been like if 12-year-old guy were growing up in 2022? Gosh. Uh, would it have been easier for you to come out sooner or to not have lived in fear if people found out how you really felt? I think there was probably a fair amount of, like, personal private pain that could have been avoided. On the other hand, I'll say this. I feel very lucky and blessed in the sense that I got to sort of begin my career in this very public world that we live in and operate in on my own terms 
not categorized as a blank conservative. Just here I am establishing my work product, my reputation for not some sort of identity box that I check, but just like the quality of my work and the way that I treat people and my talent or lack thereof or whatever. And then when I was ready finally to share with the broader community, the broader audience, what my family and friends had known for a number of years, then it was sort of like a lot of folks already had some opinion of me regardless. And this was just a new fact introduced into things as opposed to I was always known coming up in my career as this one thing, a which very, very young looking, smart person. <laughs> so and, and I didn't want my career to be hurt by being gay. I also didn't really want it to be helped by being gay. I just wanted to be me, let the chips fall, and then hopefully like make some wonderful friends on the way who might officiate my gay wedding one day, oh which God. is exactly what happened. She was not wearing a Rangers jersey at the wedding. You'd been thrown right out. I was wearing a one-shoulder pink likely dress. And then costume change into a leopard print. <laughs> yes, uh, which you encouraged, you and Dreamboat, and I will always forever appreciate that. Um, but it's it's interesting because... But also, just sorry, it sparked a thought. 12-year-old me, mm -hmm. so what year would that have been? 1997? I was, you know, very focused on the Yankees, I think, at that point. Um, still am, but not to that, like, you know, living and dying with every game, crying when they lose in the playoffs. But 12-year-old me, I think, could not have even conceptualized a future in which I was happily married and having this great life in a same-sex relationship with an amazing career that I'm so grateful for, a great family, amazing friends. It just, it, that was not really even on the radar of something that would be possible in my life. What age was young guy when he needed the most reassurance? What, where would you go back? Probably just after college. That was, that was sort of the, the tricky time of trying to really confront in my own life. Okay. There's this, part of you that you have been ignoring f very consistently for years. And now what do we do? You're an adult. You have a life. I was living in Chicago. You have a career. And it was volatile. And I kept it together and I, you know, focused on my career and I had great friends and a great family and all of that. But there was some turmoil there where I was thinking, okay, is this the time where I pivot to something more authentic and let the consequences sort of be damned because that's the truth and I'm going to tell the truth? Or do I kind of try to keep up these appearances? How is that fair to anyone, including myself? Mm. Um, and that's not an easy thing to go through. And I think everyone who's come out has at least some kind of experience like that. But What's interesting now is I think for a certain generation, I'd say older millennials and up, that turmoil happens at a certain point in life. And what's interesting these days is in many cases, the younger generation, you've got it's much more common for people to come out in middle school or, you know, or high school yeah, or something. No, I've got a middle schooler and a high schooler and they both have 
trans friends and and friends that identify in a number of ways. And actually, for I the can younger think of one, one, I can think of one openly gay person that I remember in high school. One guy is the only one I can think of, and I think that's those days are gone. Which is not to say it's now just easy for everyone. I hear all the time people send me messages on Instagram or whatever. People who are in their teens, twenties, thirties, forties, beyond, who are still closeted or struggling and asking for advice and trying to figure out what to do. And I just try to be compassionate and helpful as best I can because I remember it. It wasn't that long ago. And it's hard. It's like, it's your life. It's your whole life in some ways. And once you can grapple with it and figure it out and move to the next stage, then it doesn't have to be this thing that's sort of consuming your thoughts. But it's easier said than done for certain people based on their support systems, based on the people around them, based on a lot of different factors. And where they live. I exactly. mean, it's, it's very different Totally, if you're living in the Pacific Northwest versus uh, the deep Southeast. And what's, what's your family's belief system and what are they like and what's the family dynamic and what do your friends think of you? It's not one size fits all. And I think, you know, I've never regretted for a second telling the truth. Yeah. I also recognized and still do, like, it has to be done on someone's own terms. Mm. And striking that balance is tricky. I have a friend who took his own life. And mm. a big reason for that was because he was tortured um, by the fact that he knew that if he came out to his parents that they would excommunicate him from their church and uh, he wouldn't be a part of their lives. And it was so incredibly painful for him to live two totally different lives. And at one point it became too much. And I think it was an impulsive act, even though there were so many people around him who loved him and, you know, his parents on some level, they knew, and it, it was still this, even though, you know, so sweet, so handsome, so supported, uh, in his daily life, lived in LA, his, his parents were in the South and it, it the, the struggle was too much for him to bear in a very tough moment. And he took his own life. What so, year was that? That was last year. Wow. Yeah, that was last May. Oh, gosh. And that's hard. I know it's trite. The slogan is, it gets better. I would say you can't apply a slogan to every person's experience. However, overall, what I do tell people when they reach out, and they are interested in my opinion and they ask for it, not just like unsolicited, I do think overwhelmingly overall it does get better telling the truth, you will have some, perhaps people where it's hard and bumpy and maybe never recovers, others where it's hard and bumpy and it does get a lot better, and then some people who will surprise you right out of the gate that you're expecting might be difficult, and then they're not. And you can't really know what the brighter side looks like until you break through it and make the decision to do that. And I know it's extremely scary for some people. And if us doing a conversation like this on this podcast helps someone, or if seeing a stupid rainbow whatever on the billboard somewhere because it's more mainstream is sort of like, okay, this is okay. Like, like you need, everyone needs to sort of grab onto little things to help them be just strong enough to do it. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really great way of describing that. And it, it's, you know, it takes time. And sometimes when you make that step, you stumble. And other times 
you don't realize you have the strength to reach and make a connection and move forward. And, you know, I, I hope people do that with every aspect mm-hmm. of their lives. Totally. And, you know, there are a lot of people who, who feel like they're hiding a number of things. And when you are able to really figure out who you are and live honestly, you will live more fully. Um, I don't want to say happily because I think happy is a very loaded term. Yes. Like happiness in ancient Greek philosophy is something very different than happiness on modern Instagram. Right. And, uh, Which is sometimes fake happiness. It's a lie. Right. Yes. Right. And we see that sometimes. But again, to wrap it up and put a bow on it, back to your question about 12-year-old me. If you had told 12-year-old me that I was going to be on Fox News, work at Fox News, be on TV, have a radio show, have this career, I would have been thrilled out of my mind and so excited. If you told me also, P.S., you're going to be married to a dude, it'll be going great, you'll have a nice house and a cute dog and loving families and all that stuff, and by the way, it'll be so cool that you'll be on one of the most popular shows on Fox, Gutfeld, wearing rainbow socks as a joke for a bit and making gay jokes (laughs) and being laughed with and it'll be fun, that would have absolutely blown my mind. And I'm not sure I would have believed it. And yet, it's true. It is true. Guy Benson is wonderful, smart, and he looks very, very young. He's actually 84 years old, (laughs) which makes it all the more miraculous. Uh, I love being a part of your life. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. And thank you for coming by to talk about Pride Month, to save people and allow them to be ambiguous. I mean, you are saving the world here on the show, right? That's the whole point of the podcast. Yeah, we have no choice. Rangers jersey or not. (laughs) Let's go Rangers. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. Thank you, Guy Benson. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.